this morning as I was brushing my teeth and then I had to walk over and then there was a hand towel that was too many steps away. I was thinking of you knowing that we were going to talk today. And what? I thought there's there's my two second improvement. I need to put the towel over on this wall instead of on that wall. See? So you're, you're a lean thinker. You're, that, so, that's all lean thinking is, is right there. You're remember what I said? You're thinking. The yeah. problem is people are not thinking. They're right. not using their brains. Right. That's why I say da, 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 start thinking. Can this business thrive without the owner? You've got to start putting systems and processes in place. If you don't use the systems, the business will break. We're always looking to buy back our time. You cannot say something once and expect that it actually is received. This is the way we work. A big motivation in that for me is creating a job for myself that I really enjoy. This is how you discover your vision. And this is Process Makes Perfect. Hey everyone, I'm Chris Ronzio, and this is Process Makes Perfect, where we're talking with experts in process creation, automation, and delegation. And today, we're talking to Paul Akers, author of The Two-Second Lean, Lean Health, and Lean Travel. Paul's also the founder and president of FastCap, a product development company with distribution in over 40 countries. And Paul originally learned about lean thinking from Toyota, touring their factory in Japan, and now people from all over the world tour his facilities at his business. He's an Ironman, a pilot, a mountain climber, probably a candidate for the world's most interesting man. But above Ooh. all, Paul is passionate about continuous development and spreading lean thinking to as many people around the world. And that's exactly what we're going to discuss today. So Paul, I'm thrilled to have you here. Thank you. Wow, Chris. Great intro. I appreciate that very much. Well, I'm happy to be here as well. So is there anything I left out that's really important? I know you've had a... No, you, 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 <laughs> I'm a health maniac. You know, I take really good care of my health. I'm 58 years old and I'm uh, like the physique of an 18-year-old who's playing football. As Paul, anyone so can see who's watching I'm, uh, the video. I'm really proud of that, that I finally figured it out. What was that? Just as anyone can see, you're in great shape if they're watching the yeah. video. So uh, another fun fact, we both have a wife named Leanne. Wow. Is it spelled L-E-A-N-N-E? No, mine is L-I-A-N-N-E, but oh, you have okay. your wife has lean built into her I know. name. I know. Did, you, you did, she, did she change it or was that just a no, coincidence? No, 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 no. That's really quite a coincidence, isn't it? That's incredible. That's When I read that, I, I thought this guy is very committed. Uh, and not only that, she's really good at lean too. She works with me really hard on our home. Our home is, you know, like close to perfect, and we're always three Sing things and improving everything. And it's really, it's a great, great deal. Fantastic. Okay, let's dive into it. So I, like I mentioned to you earlier on, I was introduced to your book and to you through Ethan King, one of our customers at Trainual. He's also the president of EO in Atlanta and owner of a closet mm -hmm. business there. Uh, he said that his whole team follows your two second lean process. It's how no. they start every day. Uh, so of course I downloaded the book. I I couldn't put it down for a half hour. I think I canceled a team meeting because I was just so into the book. Wow. Uh, I I read it cover to cover on a flight to Asia last week, and so I'm uh, very excited to talk about your story oh, and wow. and uh, and what uh, yeah what some of our uh, our customers and our audience can get from uh, from your book. How oh, cool, Chris! That's great. 
Okay, so so let's start earlier, uh, early on in your story. You were first introduced uh, to to lean thinking by a couple consultants you brought into the business. Um, I I know everybody can you know feel like they they don't have the answers and they bring in outsiders to help them piece things together. So where Absolutely. where were you? What, what what position were you in that you just felt like something had to change? Well, I think that the context is. I'm a cabinet maker in a very small region in Bellingham, Washington, and all of a sudden, three years into building my company, FastCap started it, I'm doing business with people all over the world, so I, the complexity that, was in, that my company was engaged in was pretty intense, and I was this typical CEO with my hair on fire running around trying to solve all the problems, and I was a little frustrated, even though the company was doing very, very well, and I was making a lot of money. And from the outside, everything looked good. The truth of the matter is, Chris, I was struggling and, you know, beating my head against the wall, trying to get people to do things and wondering, you know, I'm in business. There's got to be some benefit to being in business other than all of these firefighting, all the firefighting that I was doing. So that's kind of the context where I brought the consultants in to help me manage inventory. I was having big inventory problems because I was importing things from around the world, raw materials, and it was complex and I didn't know how to deal with it. So I think let's get an expert in here who knows what they're doing. And that's how it all started. So when you hear the idea of lean, and maybe when those consultants first introduced it to you, most people think of lean and they think of you know cutting corners and shoestring budgets and mm -hmm. and right. you know not investing in the business. So so was that your initial reaction? No, it wasn't because they just basically told me that it was about process, you know, and your show's about process. So. Um, they told me it was about, I didn't think it was about cutting corners at all. They, just, they basically told me I sucked at everything I did. There's just a whole bunch of bad processes that I had strung together thinking I knew what I was doing and I didn't. And, uh, well, at least I didn't, I understood it really well for the average business, but for a lean thinking business, I had absolutely no clue. And so they said, basically your processes suck and we're, we're going to help you get those processes really working well for you. And that's what happened. So they dialed in a couple of workflows for you and they helped you with That's some right. just-in-time production instead of inventory, right? But That's you correct. had bought into this idea of really investing in lean and, and continuous improvement. So why don't you, how would you define lean thinking in, in your words? Well, I smile a little bit when I think about it because, you know, here I am, I've been doing this for 17, 18 years and I, and I just have the biggest grin on my face when I think of lean. It's, it's like, my life is incredible. How do, I th how do I describe lean? How about an incredible life? How about a <laughs> life where things work? How about a life where you have great days almost every day? Because the processes that you have developed and are continuing to develop that are surrounded by, that you're surrounded by, just keep getting better. I mean, gosh, I just got a smile on my face. When I think about lean, I go, this is like heaven. That's how I that's how I describe lean, you know? It's just like everything keeps getting better. Who wouldn't want to live in a world where everything just keeps getting yeah, better? I, mean, I know. I mean like I'm working with my I've a landscaping crew up here, you know, they're 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 full-time employees for me at my home. And every day we start with lean. Every day we 3S everything. We have all these, you know, maintenance facilities and garden areas and all this machinery and equipment and all this stuff. And before they ever work, they spend an hour and a half just 3Sing, 
fixing everything, repairing things, making sure processes are better. And then when we go to work, the rest of the six hours, everything just happens so fast. How do you get so much stuff? Well, we spend an hour and a half every day doing lean before we ever work. <laughs> and that's I the love opposite it. what everybody else does. Everybody comes to work and works. No, we come to work and work on how we work, and then we work. I love that. So, so one of your explanations in the book was that uh, being lean is constantly recognizing the things that bug you and then setting out mm-hmm. to fix them. So when I was consulting, so when I back when I was consulting for other companies, uh, one of the phrases I heard the most that that bugged me was, "This is the way we've always done it." How do you break that oh, cycle? How how do you That's get a curse people? Word. That's a four letter curse word. I know. How do you so, break the cycle? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I'm being honest, sometimes you got to slap people upside the head and say, wake up, start using your brain. You're not really this stupid, are you? Sometimes. There's another side to it. You know, sometimes you have to be abrupt with people. Like, come on, get a clue, man. That's one way. The second (laughs) way is you deliberately, and this is the way you should start, you deliberately teach people how to improve so then they feel the benefit of the improvement and then they go, oh, this makes sense. Then after a week of working with my guys, let's say I get new people, right? And after a week of me every day working with them and everything getting better, and then when they go to reach for that wrench, the wrench is exactly where it's supposed to be. When they go to get that plumbing part, it's exactly where it needs to be, right? Right? It's not like shuffle through a box and look for 20 minutes for one fitting, no, it's exactly right. in the bin, mark, half-inch, PVC. You know what I'm saying? So right. you teach them, you, you work with them on the process, and then they you start to feel the benefit, and then you say, this is the way you need to start every day. This is the way it's mandatory at FastCap we start every day. This is not an option. This is not if you want to do it. This isn't if you feel like it. This is what we do. But first you have to teach them what it looks like, And then they need to feel the benefit of it. And then you need to say, this is the way we work. And then guess what? They start doing it. And occasionally you have to pull out the stick and go, wake up. (laughs) Right? So so let's. And then you don't wake up, then you get them the hell off the bus. I'm being honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. You don't. Life's too short. We're not dragging anybody through this. We're not going to push this on anyone. We're going to teach them. And if they get it, we're going to work with them. If they don't get it get out. I'm being honest. So let's, let's take a step back and you've talked about the three S's a couple times, which I think wasn't it the five S's. And then you even made that lean leaner into the three S's. Talk us through what that is. No credit. I take no credit for anything that I espouse in my book. I've learned it from other people who are way smarter than me. I learned that from Hawks. The president of Hawks taught me, why do we need to have sustained and self-discipline when we're doing it every day, it's automatic. We're already sustaining it, and it's already self-discipline. We built that into the process, so let's just rip those two out because they're not even relevant anymore because it's who we are, and we're just going to do a sweep, sort, and standardize every day. Sweep, sort, and standardize. Repeat, sweep, sort, and standardize. So sweep would be cleaning up your workspace and making sure everything's where it should be. Sorting, just getting organized so you're ready to work. And then standardize is is just the the process of doing things the same way every time, right? right? So here, I'll I'll show you right now. The listeners are watching. So you can see my home. Everything's just buttoned down. I'll go over to my drawer. Check this out. So I'm going to open my drawer. 
there's a clear standard, all my tools, right? So I don't go look for my scissors. I know where my scissors are. I know where my markers are. I know where my cutters are. I know where my tape is. I know where my screw gun is. I know where the highlighters are. You know what I mean? I'm not struggling. I want batteries. Oh, the batteries are right there. They're all organized, ready to go. You see? That's so I've got to. So I've got to ask: When you get new things, do you have to reorganize everything else to f- make room for the new things? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But you know, I've I've spent a fair amount of time getting things dialed in, and you know, I, I have the essentials. And sure, I have to do it occasionally, but I'm happy to do that because I know I'm going to receive the benefit. That word benefit, I'm going to receive the benefit for the rest of my life. So I don't care. I don't care if I spend another hour fixing things and organizing. No big deal. That's a great point. You know, even uh, so I was working at a Panera Bread, uh, you know, cafe yesterday and there was a woman going by that was tidying up and she was putting the chairs where they should be and pulling the windows down. And I said, oh, it looks great. And she said, you know, the more I do now, the less I'll have to do when we're closing. And just that simple thought of the more I do now, the less I'll have to do later is is what I think more people need to take to heart. No, absolutely. See, you know, Chris. Everything we're doing is so simple. It, mm-hmm. it, this is like, everybody wants to make lean so complex. They want you to read The Toyota the Way, which is a great book. Jeffrey Liker's my friend. You know, it's a great book. But, oh, my gosh, who, who in the world, in their right mind, could, could bite that off? This is just a tsunami of common sense. And there are a certain group of people that embrace common sense, and there are a large group of people where common sense is not so common. So the key is just like we talked about 3Sing, we need to 3S those people out of our life that don't want to embrace common sense. And we need to embrace those people that want to embrace common sense like that lady you just talked about. Okay, so in practically speaking, at a company, if you've gotten the people off the bus that don't want to embrace it, don't want to be a part of that culture, then the people that are left right. are constantly looking for the things that bug them or constantly trying mm-hmm. to find waste in their organization. So you mentioned the eight areas of waste in the book. and I, I, Would you like to call out a few of those or maybe the more popular ones people could look for in their sure. own lives? Yeah. You know, I'll make it really simple so everybody gets it instantly. The most the number one waste and the waste where everything comes from is called overproduction. Okay. And here's the way you remember the eight ways. You have four people for dinner. You make a salad. You make a salad enough for five people, six people, seven people. But you only have four people. So you've overproduced. Okay? That's how it all starts. We just make too much. Mm-hmm. I just went to the hardware store. I bought a bunch of plumbing fittings. I didn't buy exactly what I wanted. I bought more than I wanted. So I overproduced. Mm-hmm. Now, what do I have to do? I have to sort through and manage all that stuff and put it in inventory. Right. I have to transport it to my shed. I then have to put it in inventory, right? And then I go to retrieve it. And the next thing you know, I've got a defect. The part's either damaged or muddy or whatever. It's the wrong one. So then I've got to overprocess, run back to the store, get more of it, waste motion, come back. Meanwhile, my guys are waiting, right? And I've wasted their potential because instead of using their brain, they're sitting around caught up in the cyclone of waste that I created because I overproduced. So overproduction is a, a ripple effect. Oh, it, it's incredible. So with the salad, you make too much salad, you transport it back to the kitchen, then you put it in the inventory in the refrigerator, you got a bigger refrigerator in Japan, they have little tiny refrigerators in America, we have sub-zeros that are this big, you put all the food in there, it's going to rot, 
Then you're going to retrieve it five days later, and the salad's no good anymore. Then you dump it. You overprocess, dump it in the trash can. Then you got to take it out to the trash, and then a guy's got to come pick it up in a trash truck, and then you got to take it to a landfill, and a guy in a D9 that's a $500,000 machine's got to go over the top, and then we put in methane pipes to manage it for the next 40 years. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. All because we make, could... because we make too much. So, so for everyone listening... That's I, I'd say that's where to start, right? Is you know what are you making too much of? Consider in your business, what are you making too much of, and how can you start there and fix that? Yeah, this is what Toyota's done. They basically make a car when a car is sold, right? They make based on demand, based on pull, not mm-hmm. push. Yeah. That's all it is. See, that's what, when you really understand what lean is. It's like the simplest thing. It's based on pull, the demand of the customer, instead of pushing. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so I I know the answer to this because in the book you did such a great job of answering all your FAQs at the end of the book, but I'm going to ask yeah. it anyway for the audience. So do you ever incentivize people on your team looking for these improvements and trying to, trying to improve the organization? <laughs> Big X. No. <laughs> no, that's, okay. that's the worst. That was the worst mistake I ever made in my whole life. Oh my gosh! I used to have an incentive program. Yeah. So we, when we hire you to work for us, we are not hiring you to make woodworking tools. We're making you. We're hiring you to improve the way we make woodworking tools. This is your job. This is why you get a paycheck. Right. So I'm not going to pay you extra. To do that, this is what I'm paying you to do. Number one, right. number two, I create an incentive program. Who has to manage that? Me. Is that <laughs> any? Am I adding any value for the customer? No. I'm just running myself around in a circle trying to figure out: is that worth five dollars? Is that one worth ten dollars? Mary got that one. Bob didn't get that. Bob's pissed at Mary. Mary's pissed at Bob. Everyone's pissed at me because they don't think I'm fair. No, 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 no. Your job is to improve. Now get after it. Now our people make. Minimum 30% more than industry standard. Minimum. Most 50%, 100% more. Because we can afford it. Because our company is so lean, we can afford to pay people a lot more than a normal company because they get so much yeah. done. So it's built. the incentive's already built in. You're working in an awesome environment. You're working in a place where you never struggle. You're yeah. working in a place where everyone values your creativity, where you're allowed to express yourself, right? I mean, you're, the reward's there. It's automatic. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Okay. So the standardizing part of Lean, you know, the third S to create standardized processes that are repeatable and you do them over and over again, it feels like a big undertaking. And, you know, that's what people use our software for. But even with our our tool, um, that's something that that is daunting. So how do you recommend that people divide and conquer and, and collaborate to actually make some progress there? Well, you have to start with the smallest thing. Start with your top desk drawer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Start and, and don't and don't do the whole desk drawer. Just do one or two things in the top desk drawer, and then the next day do one or two things more. You just gotta you gotta start really really slow, and you just gotta get into this whole thing. And then once you do it, you just go, oh my gosh, this is like heaven, you know. So so your process and the title of the book, Two Second Lean, is a great approach to just taking uh, a little bit of time to make a two second improvement, right? Yeah, I just love five that. minutes. Yeah, yeah, just five minutes. You take five minutes. Just straighten up something, straighten, organize something, and then do that every day. And when you start linking those together, your whole life just goes into the, the greatest upward 
spiral you've ever you ever heard of. This morning as I was brushing my teeth and then I had to walk over and then there was a hand towel that was too many steps away. I was thinking of you knowing that we were going to talk today and what? I thought there's there's my two second improvement. I need to put the towel over on this wall instead of on that wall. See? So you're, you're a lean thinker. You're that, so, that's all lean thinking is is right there. You're remember what I said? You're thinking. The yeah. problem is people are not thinking. They're right. not using their brains. Right. That's why I say start thinking. <laughs> Can you share the example of you had uh, a Splenda and and uh, and cinnamon and because I thought this was hilarious and and yeah, really yeah, practical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know I don't I would never touch Splenda in a million years. That stuff's like co- cocaine poison. I never do it. But back when I was ignorant about my health, I used to use a lot of Splenda, and I'd have to I like cinnamon in my coffee and I like Splenda in my coffee and I like heavy whipping cream in my coffee and I would take the Splenda. Put open it up. Then I put the cinnamon. Put it in. Then I put the and I was going. Just why don't I just put the Splenda and the cinnamon together? So I just take one little shake. Boom! Everything's there, and it saved me a few seconds. And most importantly, the the satisfaction I got because it was simpler, it was easier, it was just more predictable, it was more consistent, and it's just it's magic. So. So lean thinking is not just for the office. It's for everywhere in your life to make life easier, to make business easier. You just need to do things in fewer steps that, so that they take less time. It's for it, my next book is lean life. It's how you apply lean thinking to your relationships, to the way you work with people, to everything. It touches every element of your life. Absolutely. So, uh, just to, to wrap up a last couple of points here, one of the other things you did that I thought was really interesting was you started to create videos about each of these processes that you've made more lean, I guess. How, how do you do that in a, in a lean way? Or how do you get started with videos? Well, you've got the most powerful tool in the whole world right in your hand, the, the phone. I mean, you've got it. You don't need any video cameras. You don't need any film crew. You don't need any videographer. You don't need nothing. You got it all. You pull out your phone and you hold it in horizontal mode. You never take a video like this. Ever. Mm -hmm. Ever, ever. It's the curse of the world. Do not do it. (laughs) You hold it like this. You hold it on four corners and you point with your finger and you say, hey, this is my problem. And now I'm going to fix it. That's clip one. Then you go and fix it. And this is my solution. It's a 60 second video. It's a 30 second video. It's whatever it is. It takes nothing. Then you simply splice that together in iMovie or video shop. If you're a, if you're a um, Android user and you've got a before and an after now you can effectively, efficiently communicate at an infinitely higher level than document it with paper, creating a binder. Yeah. It's nonsense, right? This is the video age. And so now you have a tool that you can share with your team or you can inspire other people around the world. And that's all I did. I have like 2,000 videos. I just started showing people what I was doing. I didn't tell them to subscribe. I didn't tell them to, to click on a like button. I didn't do anything. I just said, hey, if this helps you, Chris, great. And that's all I did. And it's I'm, my books in 14 languages. I, I can't keep up with it anymore. 
So simple. I Google Calendar, so I use the whole Google suite, and they released a feature where you can block out an entire day that you're out of the office, and it'll automatically decline meeting invites for that. And it was something I had never seen before. So same yeah. thing. Recorded the screen, sent it out to my team, and uh, and now we just start to build a library of these things. And of course, for anyone that's using Trainual, the software, you can just embed the videos in and and train your team that way. So, as a as a segue, how do you teach your people about the lean philosophy, about your culture? How do they, uh, when they're first introduced to, uh, to your business, how, how long does it take them to really get it? Well, I think at the end of the first week, they're like so blown away they can't even see straight right <laughs> but, but within it within two weeks two or three weeks they're completely immersed in it every every day we have a morning meeting that lasts a half hour to 45 minutes so we're training non-stop fast cap university and so you know there's no orientation or they're they're everybody's orientated every day with zero zero ambiguity on what we're doing as a team what the goals are what's transpired, what's changed, and what's improved. And that all happens in our morning meeting. Amazing. If that doesn't say continuous improvement, I don't know what else does. So for anybody (laughs) that's watching and wants to learn more about Lean Thinking or Paul, uh, be sure to check out his book, Two Second Lean, and also his other books, the Lean Health and Lean Travel. And it sounds like you're coming out with another book. So uh, if if people would like to follow along with you with it, where can they find you and learn more, Paul? Just paulacres.net is my website. And then if you're really smart i would subscribe to you know to all my weekly e-blasts where we send out videos for lean thinking on our new products you know on my travels around the world and you know it's a, a very benign they just we send it out and it's really great teaching tool and you know people subscribe like crazy to that and that's a good way to stay abreast of what i'm doing Fantastic. So check out paulacres.net. And, uh, you know, in the spirit of lean, consider Paul's newsletter one thing that you'll add to your life that will subtract so many other things. So uh, <laughs> this no, is no, a, no. It's a it's a good investment. So, Paul, thank you so much for taking the time mm-hmm. to chat about process here today. Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, thank you for being passionate. Thank you for getting it. Thank you for understanding how powerful this is. This is pure joy in your life. So thank you for being a great advocate for good thinking. Absolutely. And if you're watching this, thank you for also putting these philosophies into place and living Paul's vision of getting lean thinking out to as many people in the world. So uh, check him out, check train you all out, and we hope your life and your business improves as a result. So thank you, everybody. And thank you, Paul. Hey, thanks for listening to Process Makes Perfect. If you're listening on your earbuds, on a run, in the car, we also have a version on YouTube. So if you want to see this in color video with me interviewing all these great guests, check it out on YouTube. Just search Chris Ronzio and you'll find my channel on there. If you found this helpful, we'd love for you to leave a review or rate the podcast. Please do that and we'll send you some swag as a little thank you. If you found the information valuable, please share it with a friend, a family member, or anyone else you think could benefit from the information. Remember to connect with me at Chris Ronzio on all social media platforms or the company at Trainual. That's train U-A-L, like a training manual, everywhere that you want to follow us. Thanks again for watching or listening, and we hope to see you next time.